everyone, it's Natasha Toddy Weston, entrepreneur, content creator, and three times best-selling author. Let's scratch the titles. I'm just the girl next door. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about being an open book, bringing current events from the real world and my world to the table to give my sisters from other misters insight, wisdom, and real talk about life, business, and all that other ish. The reason I created Table Talk with Toddy is because I've spent the last decade mostly online talking to people, more specifically millennial women all around the world about the ups and downs that come with building a brand, being a mom, and having a personal life. And what I eventually realized was that we all have many of the same questions, curiosities, and challenges. So here we are. On the Table Talk with Toddy podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and I'm pretty sure we'll be pouring it up together on many occasions. It's about time that you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life as a creative living in the 21st century. On this show, you'll hear from some of my close friends, family, and guests that I've learned a thing or two from over the last decade. Get ready for some ahas, mm-hmms, and yes girls, because at this table, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits. Be sure to subscribe to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast right now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. I am your host, the one and only <laughs> Natasha Toddy Weston. That was a little extra, I know. Welcome back to the show, but more importantly, welcome to the season six premiere. This is episode number 61. And y'all, I'm so so, so, so excited and nervous at the same time. I'll tell you why in a minute about this particular episode. Now I've been planning and preparing and doing all of the things that podcaster does in preparation, not just for any old episode, but for the season premiere episode. And someone asked me earlier today, how long have you been podcasting? And I told them it's almost four years since I released my first episode, which if you go back to the first episode, y'all probably hear the wind on 526 blowing in the background because I recorded that on the voice memo in my phone on the way to work when I worked at the bank. And when I decided to do a podcast, I wanted to just put something out there. So I just put out that audio recording. I don't even remember what the first episode was about, but people still go back and listen to that. So apparently it wasn't too, too bad. I am thankful for having you all here with me for another season. This season is going to be amazing. Of course I would say that. Um, But I am looking forward to more transparency, more transparent guests, and more life transforming information and conversations that will help us to get our ish together, ladies. So if that's what you are looking forward to, like I am, make sure you subscribe to the show And please, and I know I ask y'all this every single episode, please subscribe, but more importantly, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you're team iPhone, please go over to the podcast app, which should already be on your phone, hit the subscribe button and scroll down and write a review. You can simply just rate the show if you'd like, but I love to hear the reviews so I can know what you guys think about the episodes that we are producing over here at Top Spot Productions. Again, thank you all for all of the love in the season five finale, Hot Girl Summer Series, like 
The feedback is still coming like crazy. Thank you, Misha, Amia, and Katrina Garns for hanging out with me, for opening your hearts, and just having a powerful conversation about what it really means to have a hot girl summer. So I already told you what you can expect this season. I've already said all of my thank yous. And, you know, if you could see me in person, you could see like I'm doing like my bow and all of that extra stuff, right? So I've already given you the rundown on all of that. I really want to jump into this episode. And let me tell y'all why this episode has caused me lack of sleep. I have been waking up with headaches. I've had a little anxiety going on. I've just been like, going through this mental battle in my mind about this freaking show. (laughs) And I know it is a topic that I must do because I have been working on it for a couple of months now. When I sat down and started going over all of my episodes that I wanted to do for season six, I tried everything, (laughs) y'all, to try to avoid doing this. But, you know, God has a funny sense of humor. Because I was running away from talking about this subject, he kept putting women in my face who I feel like are having this challenge. And I always tell you guys that this podcast, and one of the reasons why I've been able to be so consistent with keeping fresh and real conversations going is because of self-therapy. A lot of the topics that I talk to you guys about, 98% of them are things that I've either recently experienced or I've overcome and now I can talk about it um, in a teaching manner. This topic today is no different from that scenario. And the fact that I've been going through a crazy mental war with, do I talk about this? Do I not? It's absolutely insane. So let me just go ahead and put a disclaimer out there that this is not preaching to you. This is talking to myself and working through the challenges that I personally have in this area as well. And I'm a firm believer that the power in this show and what separates Table Talk with Toddy from other podcasts is the fact that I don't just talk to you guys. We work through stuff together. So if you are listening to this episode and you're like, wow, this is for me, trust me, sis, it's for me too. All right. And so there's so many angles that I can come off on this subject. And I've been super indecisive again and skeptical about this subject for a few reasons. Now you've already read the title, so you have an idea of what we're going to be talking about today. Living single. (laughs) That's the topic. That's that's the topic. And y'all are probably like, girl, why did you pick the season premiere to talk about relationships and being single? And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes as to why this is the opening for this season. I was skeptical about going there or going here for a few reasons. Number one, y'all know, if y'all follow me on Snap and Instagram and all of that stuff, you've probably never seen me post a picture of my baby boo or baby daddy. And that's because I'm not in a relationship right now. I'm not in an active relationship right now. I have not been in one for quite some time. And the truth be told, I haven't been in a super serious relationship since the relationship with my child's father. Now I have dated uh, a couple of times in the last year, but I have not been in a relationship in a 
gosh, going on three years, actually. It's been a while. Um, The second reason why I was skeptical on talking about singleness and relationships is because I believe that any conversation on relationships is merely opinion based on our own individualized personal experiences, which I think is kind of what gives me a little unique angle as well, because I'm going to reveal to you guys some things today about me and my relationships with men that Although uncomfortable to talk about to complete strangers in this case, I do feel that it is what gives me the comfort in being single and why I am not in a rush to be in a relationship. Um, And the third reason why I was kind of indecisive and a little jittery about talking about this is because I've always told people that I'd never talk about relationships like If you've ever interviewed me or had a conversation with me and it went into the whole who are you dating or are you dating conversation, I had like this automatic disclaimer like, I'm not going to talk about relationships because I don't feel like my relationships have been super successful or because I'm single, I I don't really have a firm stance on the subject. So I've always told people that I would never talk about relationships or being single because I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't talk about things you're not an expert in. So if you follow me for some time, if you listen to this show, you go back and you see a great deal of our previous conversations have been about things that I feel like I'm an expert in to a certain degree. Business, entrepreneurship, branding, content creation, being a mom, like these are all things that I have talked about and I have got seen results in. So I'm able to talk about those things openly and freely. However, again, I do find that I have a very unique position in a way that qualifies me now uh, in present time to speak out on this subject. I've seen and I've worked with women who think listening to a podcast on starting a business or reading another book on branding is the best answer to changing their lives, right? We automatically go straight to the bag and we don't realize that a lot of the things that we allow currently in our lives are going to somehow trip us up later on down the line, no matter how great your business idea is or how great... Um, the strategy is that you learn by listening to a podcast, one thing that contributes to the root of our success in anything at life, whether you choose to be an entrepreneur or just a better mom, are our relationships. Our relationships are truly what make or break us. And I've had to learn this in just going through my own battles with relationships and just trying to figure out like, who am I and how do relationships play into what I'm trying to do. In previous episodes, I've shared with you how one of my main focuses this year has been on building and rebuilding the relationships I have with family members and friends. And the last year or so has been amazing. I feel like the relationships in my personal life, like with my best friends, with my cousins, with my mom, with my son, like all of my very intimate personal relationships, I feel like our relationships are so much stronger this year. From me just being, number one, conscious and aware that I wasn't investing enough time in nurturing and taking those relationships to new levels. And when I realized that and came to that conclusion, I was able to figure out, okay, where am I falling short here? How do I fix this problem? How do I find the time 
to fix this problem. And, and as a result of that, we've got stronger bonds and better relationships. So while I focus on those types of relationships, aka the ones that don't have nothing to do with a man, the last year or so, I have found that, and again, this could be God's crazy sense of humor, because I keep saying I'm never going to talk about relationships. I'm never going to talk about dating and none of this stuff. But the last year or so, he's literally been dropping women in my life who have been in or currently are in relationships with man or woman that are not healthy. And it always, like, literally... The moment I even start thinking like, geez, God, I'm 31 years old. I don't have a man. I should be married. (laughs) Like, what's tea, God? What's tea? Anytime I start even thinking like that, he drops a woman in my path that's probably in an unhealthy relationship. And I quickly realize how important it is to not rush relationships because they can end up being toxic and just overall bad for you. But let's be clear. I believe that we all desire companionship. I believe that we all desire some version, I said some, version of the white picket fence life. But are our pursuits premature? Are we jumping the gun because we believe that our lives are supposed to be painted a certain color? And I do think that even though you may not yet see the correlation between relationships with a significant other and leaving a legacy or building a business or whatever your end goal is, relationships have a direct correlation into our desires to achieve whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. So again, anytime I start thinking, and and granted, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the fact that I'm single because I'm so busy and I honestly don't think about it often as often as probably normally is normally um, normal. And I always tell my best friend, and she could probably quote this verbatim because I always told her this, I firmly 150% believe that if God never put a man in my path to marry, I'd be okay with that. I still live my life to the fullest. I won't feel less of a woman. I genuinely feel that. I'm not just saying that for the podcast. I Y'all could ask any friend of mine. I've literally told them that probably more than enough times is that if I never get married, if I never get any version of the white picket fence life, that I will be 100% content. I genuinely feel that with all the guts inside of me. I really feel that. But don't get it twisted. It has taken me a while to get that and to truly feel that because what I think happens a lot of times is we spend so much time thinking about not being in a relationship or not being with a companion that we let all this time go by and we we don't work on ourselves to become better human beings in general. So Having people and women that have come into my space in the last year or so, it just continuously confirms to me why I'm not in a relationship currently. Not saying I might not have a boo in the 
few months or not. I don't know what God is going to do, but it confirms to me the value and why living single isn't all that bad. So when I started to brainstorm fresh ideas for this new season, I realized that this was a subject that even though I didn't feel like talking about and that I didn't feel qualified enough to talk about, I felt like this was a subject that I had to speak on because of my unique position on the matter. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I do think I am an expert at living single just as much as I have been an expert at personal branding and business and entrepreneurship and all of the things that people know me as or know me for. I feel like that's an accomplishment that not everyone is willing to talk about, like the the power of really, truly killing the game in living single. So here's another reason why I picked the first episode of the season to talk about this is because y'all, it's almost cuffing season. And if you don't know what cuffing season is, just Google it. And I guarantee you, you'll get the urban dictionary version. You'll get the Twitter version. You'll get the black black Twitter version, but just Google it. So I felt this episode and discussion is required before we transition from hot girl summer to icy girl winter, right? Because icy girl winter is more than about being about your coins and your bag and making money and starting businesses and building your brands. It's about us really getting to the core of who we are as women and how we can become better women so we can continue to make the impact that women across the globe have been making now more powerfully than ever in the last couple of years. So let's start, and I was going back and forth about breaking this down into a two-part series, which is what I'm going to end up doing because I don't want to overwhelm you guys. In this part of the series, the Living Single series, I want to get personal with you guys. I want to first talk about the patterns that I noticed in the relationships that I've had with men in my life from the time I was little to present day. So this episode, you can kind of we'll start just a little bit, just like exhale a little bit, because this episode is truly going to be uh, very personal. And I'm almost shaking because I do know that as a result of me speaking my truth on the subject matter, it's going to hurt some feelings. It's going to make some people upset. It's going to make some people more uncomfortable than I am even talking about my truths. But I'm willing to put that on the line to really start a conversation that I strongly and wholeheartedly believe needs to be had. Because I look at a lot of um, my, and I'm talking really, this could go for any age woman, but I'm specifically talking to the women around my age who I, you know, I look at them and I see gifts, I I see hidden gifts and talents. I see um, purpose in them that they have not yet unclothed about themselves. And I always wonder, it's quick to say, you know, well, they must want to be broke because they've got this, this skill or this talent and they're not acting on it or God isn't going to bless them because of A, B, and C. But if you really look at the root of uh, a lot of our, and I say our women, if you look at a lot of the root of why we aren't actively pursuing our purpose or why we aren't actively living out our dreams or in pursuit to be better moms, better businesswomen, better community leaders, if we look at the root, a lot of the root has to do with relationships. And I notice patterns 
in the relationships or situationships that many women in my generation have. And patterns can either result in problems and pain or progress and profit. And when I say profit, I'm not talking directly about money. I'm talking about profit in having a fruitful life in general, like being a genuinely happy individual and that rubbing off on the people that you encounter on a day-to-day basis, whether it's on your job or the employees in your business or whatever the case may be. Again, patterns can either result in problems and pain or progress and profit. Which one do you want? I know... (laughs) I know which one I want. I want progress and profit. I want a progressed life. I want a profitable life. I don't always want problems. I don't always want to be in pain. Although problems and pain produce greatness, there are some people lathering in problems and pain and and they just get deep and buried down in it and they never truly live their purpose. And, you know, I struggle with rather or not Again, this was something I even wanted to cover on this particular show because my overall goal with this podcast is to give a realistic approach to the challenges that creative millennial women of color face. Many of us aren't tapped into the creative side of who we are because of the toxic relationships in our lives that literally have us blindfolded, choked, beat down. And that's why a lot of people may say, oh, well, your your show is just for creative women. Well, you're a creative woman too, to a certain degree. It just has not been revealed yet. And this is probably the reason why it hasn't been revealed yet. I've seen women right around me and women who I've met in passing broke, struggling and suffering from lack of confidence in who they are, what they deserve and who they can become. And the one word that keeps coming to mind as to why these things happen to all of us is patterns, patterns. And that's why I feel like I have a unique view on the subject and why I am talking about this with you ladies out there today. Some patterns are inevitable. Okay, you know, some things you have to go through regardless of where you come from or what your generational history is. Right. We got patterns in in our daily routines. We have patterns with our children. We have patterns with our um, jobs. There are patterns in everything that we do. So some patterns are inevitable. It's just going to happen. But then you have some patterns that we have, but they're meant to be broken But instead of breaking the patterns, they become resurfacing patterns. These are typically the situations we fall into that has also happened to your mama or your granny or other members in your family. So there are things that have been generational that because they've been generational, we tend to think, oh, because my mom did it this way or because my mom allowed it, then that's probably what I should allow and how I should do things because we mock history. We want to be like the people who've been successful before us, right? It's in our nature, our human nature to want to replicate patterns that people before us, that we admire, that we love, that they've gone through. But there are some patterns, y'all, that are just meant to be broken, So when I started questioning God about why am I a certain age and I'm happily single? Like, why why am I not on a dating app trying to find my next boo bae or baby daddy? Like, God, there's nothing wrong with me why I'm so content with being single and I'm like not even trying to date. There's something wrong with me because I feel this way. Why? Why? What's wrong with me, God? (laughs) 
<laughs> like I'd be trying to ask him these questions. But then I had to go back and look at the patterns in my relationships with the men in my life. And y'all, this was not easy. And honestly, in doing my, I won't call it research for this episode, but this was one of the shows where I literally had to dig very, very, very deep. Because I could just give y'all surface level advice or opinions about this and, and go on about my day. But I really felt like in order for you guys to get me and for this to start a conversation, I have to be 150% transparent about it. And it's funny how when we know we're supposed to talk about stuff, we allow certain individuals who are still broken to intimidate us without them saying a word. Here were some of my fears. I'm getting ready to talk about relationships with some of the men in my life in the past. So this is going to open up a can of worms. If they hear about it, if they listen to the show, they're probably going to be angry. They're probably going to try to, you know, make it a blame game situation. And and I just thought about all of these things, like why I, sh- all the reasons why I shouldn't give y'all my 150% transparency today. But then when I realized how how can I talk about the power and the freeness and living single and how I was able to get to this point of being happy, truly, genuinely, happily single, I knew I had to break down the patterns in my relationships with the men in my life. So is this easy for me right now? I don't know how this is going to turn out, y'all, but I'm confident that whatever I say is uh, going to maybe shift the perspectives of women who find a problem or feel less than if they're single or if they're in a relationship and they probably should be single. So when I started brainstorming and trying to figure out from which angle I was going to talk about this, I had to give you all the history of the relationships. And these would be the most obvious relationships that any female or most females would have with men in their lives. So let's start with my father. If I had to describe our relationship in one word, it would be distant. Now, if you've read my first book, I believe I talk very little about my dad, but you probably noticed in all of my books, I give him a shout out and thank him for always supporting my dreams. And in particular, what I mean by that is growing up, my dad was very hands-on, like he changed diapers, when we had, when, we, when me and my sister had a rash or anything, we go to him before we go to mama. That's how close we were. He, he, we were daddy's girls. And I say we, my sister and I, we were daddy's girls. We were very, um, we had a very good relationship with our dad growing up. And then when we got a little bit older and, and then we lost the house in foreclosure a couple of times and it was now revealed that, you know, we had financial problems like big time. You know, my dad left and came back and left and came back. And that's when I started to know, I think that that's when I started to notice or feel like just because uh, you have a father or a man in your life doesn't mean that they're there to stay. And, um, As a result of that, I ended up going off to college Um, when I dropped out of college and I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in fashion industry. My dad was the one that funded that dream. Like he would send me money. I remember he sent me like $100 Western Union every Friday while I was up in New York. And that was the only money I had. That was how I survived 
that situation. He always supported me. Like he always gave me words of encouragement when I did speak to him. He always, he was always proud of me, but that didn't mean we had a relationship anymore. So I felt like the older I got, the more nonchalant I became about our relationship. It just felt strained. It it just felt distant. And now present day, to be honest, I don't speak to my dad as often as I should. And I think maybe the last couple of times I spoke to him, it was just kind of high and by. It didn't feel genuine like it did when we were growing up. It didn't feel, although granted, I know he loves me. Um, I know that he cares. I know he still supports me. I know he's still cheering me on in the background. Our relationship is just very, very, very distant. And it's like, if I talk to him, great. If I don't, nothing changes in my life. So our relationship is just distant. Now let's take a look at the relationship I have with my only biological brother. I think we're like 11, 12 years apart. He's, he's the oldest. Um, we share the same mom. We have different dads. If I had to describe our relationship in one word, it would be non-existent. And y'all, I, I struggled. <laughs> I struggled with talking about this because the relationship with my dad, I, it, it is what it is, right? But the relationship with my brother is it, non-existent, y'all. I, I don't know what his favorite things are. I don't know what he dislikes. I don't know what he likes. And it's, I'm sure it's vice versa. We never spend time together. Um, he's, you know, he has his own family. He's, so he was in the military for a very, very, very long time, retired out. But our relationship is non-existent. Like if I, if I were in a, an emergency, my mind naturally would not go to call my big brother. And, and I don't, and I'm not doing this episode to bash anyone or to expose anyone, but this is my truth. My relationship with my brother is non-existent, right? So there's really no more to say about it. It's just literally non-existent. Then let's bring it to more recent, all right? So you got my relationship with my father. Then you got the relationship with the second closest, who should be the second closest person to me, my brother. And then you've got, I feel like in my life, the third most closest relationship that I would have had with a man so far. And that's the relationship I had with Tyler's dad. Um, If I had to describe our relationship in one word, it would be unaligned. The relationship I have with Tyler's dad, it was what seemed to be very healthy in the beginning. That's probably the last, that is the last time y'all saw me post pictures of who I was with and and I was in love, y'all. Like, period. <laughs> that was like my first real relationship. We dated for about three, a little over three years. And um, I got pregnant with Tyler. And Tyler was maybe going on two when I decided to cut it off. I just saw that we were just going in two completely different directions. And and I felt like I was better off being single at that stage of my life than to just stay in a relationship just for the sake of being in one. So I think that's maybe the starting point as to my reasons why I decided and made the conscious effort to start my journey of living single and how that all began. So with this relationship, I just felt like, you know, yeah, I just had a baby. I could have very well just stayed in a relationship for ease and comfort and familiarity, but I just knew that the results weren't going to be what I needed them to be. I knew that although I had a baby, my dreams and goals and aspirations weren't going to stop and they couldn't be compromised. And I just had to make that conscious decision to cut it off. So 
Do you all see the patterns here? Do you see how the words that describe my relationships with the three men who I've been the closest to contribute to my singleness and how I choose to move into dating again in my next relationship? Do y'all see the patterns here? I believe that because the relationship with my father is so casually distant, it's easy for me to not see the value in companionship. That's what I take from the relationship I have with my father right now. I believe because of the relationship with my brother, because it's basically non-existent. It's easy for me to curve a guy, you know, kind of like shift him off. Or if he don't text me back, it is what it is. (laughs) It's easy for me to curve a guy or just let things fall where they may with no effort put forth on my behalf. Like, it's just so easy for me to not move on to the next person, but it's easy for me to just treat it as non-existent or treat a person as non-existent. I believe because of the relationship I had with Tyler's dad, because it was unaligned, it's easy for me to, a couple of things here, it's easy for me to not look a guy's way if he seems to be ambitious, but he does more talking than walking, or if a guy doesn't seem to be ambitious at all or working towards any dreams or goals. So imagine, y'all, if I were to jump into another relationship without first identifying these things, right? So I first identified, okay, what are the the relationships I've had with men that are the closest to me? And in most cases, that's your father, your brother, if you have one. You know, if you've had a best friend growing up, that's a guy. Um, if you've been in a relationship. So for all of my ladies out there with children, your child's father or a, a guy you've been in the longest relationship with, whoever the case may be, consider who are the men that played a very important role in your life from the time you were a small child until your adult life. And then figure out, okay, how, if I describe the relationship I have with each of these individuals, how is that affecting the relationships that I'm in pursuit of current day? Because then you figure out what areas you need to heal from in order to pursue more healthy relationships moving forward. So it's kind of like putting band-aids on wounds that we never clean. Like, and Tyler does this to me all the time. Like if he scrapes his knee or something and he, and he starts bleeding, he just wants me to put a bandaid on it. Forget putting Neosporin or any type of, um, medical cream on it to actually keep it from getting infected. He just wants a band-aid because the band-aids are pretty, right? It looks good to post a picture of your boo bay baby daddy on Instagram and say relationship goals or, you know, some cute fancy caption. That's the band-aid, right? But are we actually treating the wounds? It's the same as what relationships. Consider your being single, and it doesn't have to be forever, as a way of treating your infections. This is where I believe many of us as women settle. We don't want to do the work, man. Work is hard. Work is hard. We don't want to come face to face with the issues that are beating us up on the inside. So we settle. We try to figure out how to make men love our broken hearts. We push our dreams for healthy and happy relationships and companionship to the back burner, thinking that we don't deserve it. And so we attract relationships that are distant, unaligned, and some that are outright non-existent. (laughs) This is why learning to love the journey of being single is so critical in some seasons of our lives. Being single for some time isn't a bad thing, y'all. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make mean you're you're not good enough. It means you're in discovery of self-love first 
so that you can have something of value to bring to the table and be the best version of you in a relationship with another person. Let's break down what it means to live single. And I want y'all to tweet this and share it on your Instagram stories. Living single is the discovery and growth of one's true self without the influence, baggage, and dysfunctions of being in an active monogamous relationship. Let me repeat that. Living single is the discovery and growth of one's true self without the influence, baggage, and dysfunctions of being in an active monogamous relationship. I didn't say anything in there about not dating, okay? And we're not going to talk about dating much because I'm not dating, so I have no tips for y'all, okay? Catch me when I find me a boo or a bae, okay? (laughs) So when I finally made my mind up, to talk about living single. Obviously, the first thing that came to mind, not just for me, but for you when you read the title of this episode, was uh, the show, right? So for me being the research queen that I am, I was curious to figure out if the patterns that us as millennial women are still engaging in, in the 21st century right now, are still congruent to back when the actual living single show was actually created and film, like when it was on our TV screens. Now, if you don't know about The Living Single Show, it was hands down one of the most classic comedy TV series starting in, I believe the first episode was um, created in 1993. But in a nutshell, the show basically follows the lives of four women who are navigating their social lives, relationships, and all that good stuff. We all know the Regine, Khadijah, Max, um, show stars like Queen Latifah, Kim Coles. Y'all could Google it and see, but it is hands down one of the, the most classic African-American-based sitcoms of our time. I believe that it's going to be period in our lifetime. And so when I decided to do this episode, y'all know I like to bring my personal opinions and thoughts and advice and wisdom and all that good stuff. And I like to uh, intertwine it with, and Eleven Single is an old show, but it definitely has a lot of meaning and a lot of good stuff in it that I believe us as millennial women need to know. So I went and got Hulu. I did the trial. Don't judge me. Y'all do it too. And I started from season one, episode one, and y'all literally within like five or six episodes, it was clear to me that a lot of the patterns and nuances of dating and being single and living single is still very much parallel to our relationship patterns today. It goes back to the patterns. So as you can see, that show was in 1993. It is now currently 2019, almost 2020. And isn't it crazy that a lot of our patterns and relationships are still the same? So it was just it was just absolutely uh, amazing to go back and watch. And I'll probably finish watching all the series seasons just because I'm curious to see how they, the women on that show, transitioned from the very first season, first episode to the finale of the final season. I'm I'm just curious to see if their mindset changed or what was the result of their relationships or them being single. Like what things did they finally figure out in the end? I'm just curious to see those things. There were so many messages and lessons learned in watching the previous seasons of The Living Single Show and Guess what, you guys? We're going to cover them in part two. And I'm calling that episode, episode 62, The Playbook of Living Single. So y'all have to stay tuned to hear 
part two of this conversation because it's going to be deep. It's going to be amazing. So in part two, which you can expect, I'm actually going to share some of the lessons and nuggets and things that I took away from certain episodes within the Living Single Show. And I'm going to kind of give y'all some some new, uh, not rules, but some new guidelines, if you will, on how to accept and be okay with the single life and how to prepare yourself or better position yourself for walking into a more healthy relationship that is, number one, aligned, existent, and close, right? So all of the opposites of what I share with you all about my relationships. Now, here's the beautiful thing, y'all. I'm in this with you as well. So when I identified those issues and, and how it was in a way allowing me to not to attract the wrong type of guy, but it allowed me to figure out what things I was accepting that was not good. And that's what we're going to talk about in the part two of this Living Single series. And so now that I'm aware of these things, I feel like now I know what I should be looking for whenever I decide to get back out there and start dating. And I do realize that I've gotten comfortable with being single and that there are some things in my part, on my part, that I have to do actively in order to explore uh, more. So I'm excited about part two. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Please, pretty, pretty, please share this with the women in your life. You can share it through email, share it on your Facebook pages, Instagram, Instagram stories. If you're on Snapchat, share it on Snapchat. Subscribe and leave a review. Again, reviews mean everything, especially in Apple Podcast land. So if you've got an iPhone, please, please, please leave a review. Rate the show. It's how we continue to position the show in front of new ears. Catch up on past episodes always at tabletalkwithtidy.com. So if you go there, you can see the most recent episodes and then you can click on listen to more and it'll take you to literally all episodes from the very first one on up. Oh, let me announce Amazon gift card winner. Congratulations goes to communityb at gmail.com. Please claim your gift card by sending me an email. My email address is hello at natashaweston.com. Please be sure to put gift card winner in the subject line. You'll have a week to claim your card before it goes to the next person. And I'll do that again at random selection. You guys stay tuned. I'm going to be doing more gift card giveaways, more giveaways in general as the season unfolds. Oh, and the last thing, Hustlers Night Out hosted by Table Talk with Toddy is happening this Friday, September 13th at 7 p.m. We're going to go and see the new Hustlers movie starring Cardi B, J-Lo, Kiki Palmer, and Lizzo. So if you're in the Charleston area, go over to hustlersnightout.eventbrite.com. I'll make sure to post the link in the description. It's free to join me. Like, I'm not going to charge y'all to just come hang out with me to go see a movie that I was going to see anyway. So um, it's free to join me. I just want y'all to RSVP so I know about how many people are coming. Um, However, you will have to purchase your movie ticket separately. 
I've already gotten mine online. I think I use Fandango or something. Um, I'll put the link for that. Well, no, the link is actually on the Eventbrite page for tickets. I recommend purchasing your ticket before Friday because Friday is actually the opening night. So it's probably going to sell out. So Hustlers Night Out is just another way for us to hang out together if you're here local. And um, like I said, I was going to see the movie anyway. So I was like, why not invite my listeners to hang out with me? So excited about that. Again, the link for that event will be down in the description. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me for another episode. I really appreciate your time. I want you all to stay hopeful. Hopeful for whatever it is that your heart desires because it's possible, man, but we just got to learn to do the work. Like the work is how we get, how we cross that bridge and how we accomplish things and you know, I, I, again, was so skeptical about this topic, but I do think before I can talk to y'all again about business or branding or being a creative entrepreneur, living in the 21st century, that we got to get our relationships in order, man. Like you can't just be a boss in business and everything else around you is failing. And I'm, I'm actively learning these things. So I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm just literally trying to bring you along this journey so we can figure it out because I want all of us to live more efficient lives, <laughs> period. So I love you guys. Thanks again for hanging out with me. And until episode 62, I'll holla.